You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everyone, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. This is episode 123, and thanks for listening or watching if you're watching us on BNI Business Builder. My name is Brent Edwards. I'm your host. I'm Executive Director of uh, BNI Melbourne South. In my day job, I'm usually joined by Veronica Lizamato, who's uh, who can't join me for this episode today. And before we uh, get into this episode today, just a reminder to uh, link into one of our BNI Australia events, which is our National Speed Networking, and that's coming up on the 3rd of the 11th, 2023, and uh, you'll be able to find your links through, the links through your local region, and that starts at 2 p.m. Australian Daylight Savings Time, uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, so 2 p.m. Sydney, Melbourne time. Adjust it for that time of year, wherever you are in the country. But uh, look it up and register for that. There's great opportunities to connect with other members from around the uh, from around the region, from around the uh, the country. And uh, if you go back to episode 121, you'll hear a great success story of one of our members who got a huge referral from our last National Speed Networking event. But on to our guests for today. And before we get into our guests, thank you to BNI Australia for supporting us in this podcast. Um, but we are in Melbourne today, and I'm in Melbourne. It's a lovely day. Sun's out. Probably the warmest day we've had since summer, I would dare say. And we've got Melissa Barlas with us today from Conveyed. And she is a conveyancer. And she's in BNI Tullamarine in Victoria. So welcome, Melissa, to BNI the Australian Story podcast. Great to have you on. Oh, thank you so much, Brett. I'm really excited to be on. So BNI Tullamarine, what region are you in there? Oh, it's a northern region. Uh, who's your executive director? Lisa, uh, Lisa Thomas is. Oh, Lisa, it's one of Lisa Thomas's chapters. Fantastic. Uh, I know Lisa quite well. And how long have you been a member for BNI for? I reckon I'm touching on about two and a half years in total. Two and a half years. So we always like to get a bit of background on how people find their way into our organisation. So, Melissa, how did you find your way into BNI? Well, when I started, I think it was, where well, we just over mid-2023 at the moment. So I reckon I started about Jan or Feb 2021. And that was sort of the beginning of when I had started my business um, as, a, as a property lawyer specialising in conveyancing. So uh, at that time, you know, it was just me. I wanted to really build up my network, meet new like-minded um, small business owners just like me because it can be quite isolating when you start out on your own. You don't have that immediate support network that you want to build um, as your business continues. So at that point in time, I found BNI was a great great way of building up that support that I needed and um, an effectively referral network um, for my business and to give back as well. And I, I connected with a lovely gentleman called James Clark from Stark Finance, um, and he was already an existing BNI member and still is in the Yarraville chapter. 
And um, and that's where I started off. So um, he really sold the concept of being neither the give us gain philosophy, et cetera, that I really resonated with. And then from that point on, and I do believe it's about the February 2021 mark, joined that Yarraville chapter, subsequently now in the Telemarine chapter and haven't looked back since. It's been an amazing experience. So uh, James Clark from Stark Finance introduced you to the Yarraville chapter. So what what forced the move to Telemarine? Because it's a um, a little bit down the road from Yarraville for people who know Melbourne. It is. Well, I'm unfortunately not based in uh, Melbourne. I'm based out west and I found that um, over time um, it was sort of becoming increasingly harder to get over to Yarraville as the business was growing and their start time's about, I think it's 3, 3 o'clock-ish or 3.30 um, off memory that they start. In the afternoon. In the afternoon. I think they're the only oh. one that does that. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. unusual in afternoon Very chapter. unusual. So I yeah. found that that had a bit of an impact on um, the productivity I had within my business and so I needed to make that hard decision to then move to a chapter that did an early morning meeting. And so I was at that stage looking for um, an early morning meeting chapter and then Telemarine just had some great quality um, uh, professional service um, uh, business owners there. And, um, yeah, really connected and formed a lot of good relationships very early on within that chapter and then decided commercially it was the right fit for me. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Telemarine's one of your traditional 7 a.m., uh 7 a.m chapters there yep so um once you saw the concept in Yarraville and I didn't even know like I've been doing this for a long time I didn't even know there was a three o'clock group there um I'm still I'm still taken aback by that but obviously it works I liked it at the beginning because being a new business owner you don't have a large client intake at that time so for me, I could manage three o'clock and I was like, oh, I can sleep in a little bit. Don't have to, you know. <laughs> you can sleep in a lot. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of not having to wake up early for a 7 a.m. meeting at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, you could sleep in a lot for uh, a three o'clock meeting. No, but uh, yeah, well, uh, fantastic. If it works for you, fantastic. You can have B&I meeting at one o'clock in the morning if you can get enough people there. Uh you know, no one's going to uh, no one's going to stop you if you've got enough people there. Um, so once you've witnessed the meeting, you know what was the catalyst of making you want to want to apply? Oh, I think it was like a lot of the camaraderie of people coming together and really genuinely supporting each other and each other's business. I think the philosophy behind BNI is just something really special that you don't see in any other. Um, network association uh i found it just to be very different i really enjoyed the structure because as a solicitor property lawyer i um i like structure um so that was a, a a tick for me i liked the level of accountability that you you know that that people had in that group yeah. um and uh I, I liked the commitment and there's something about having touch points every week that enable you to grow your your business relationships a lot quicker than say a networking of, um, association where people are meeting up once a month. I feel that having meetups every week just really allows you to build up your relationships faster. That's why BNI is the most successful networking type um, of its kind in the world. Yeah, there is a um, there is another story around that. Well, like in the early days, uh, and Dr. Ivan Meissner talks about this, he said, in the early days when they didn't know any better, one of the groups came to him and said, oh, 
you know, this is getting a bit too much, meeting every week. Can we meet every other week? Uh, which they call fortnightly in the U- in the US. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, why not? Give it a go. And then they uh, came back and they said, oh, yeah, we're not getting many as many referrals as we used to. And he said, well, um, try this for me. Change back to a weekly meeting again. Their referrals once again doubled. So they went to fortnightly. Their referrals halved. And once it went back to meet, uh, meeting weekly, their referrals doubled again. So, you know, there's the proof and there's definitely a, a method to the madness. And as you continue on that journey of being a B&I, you actually understand how it all fits together, yeah. how the approach fits together um, to to really help your, your business thrive. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the accountability of B&I, but what makes it work is the accountability of being on B&I. And uh, that's what makes the business work. Without that's that, it all right. falls apart. Um, right. and, I, and I find that accountability is such an important aspect that you don't get from other sort of networking um, associations. I mean, if you think about it, if you're really serious about your business and growing it, you will show up for your business and you'll show up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's just reinforcing that. It's not changing. If if B9 wasn't there, you would still go out and look for clients. You would still try to form relationships with referral partners to try and bring in clients. So effectively, B9 is not changing that process for you, but it's a vehicle to make that process easier. So if you look at it from that perspective. I like it. Naturally, accountability is not going to be a problem for you. That's a great description of what we do. (laughs) So, um. How long were you in the Yarraville group before you moved to Telemarine? Roughly about a year. About a year. Okay. And was the Telemarine one a startup or established? No, it was very established. Right. I don't know exactly how long it's been established for off memory, but at the time that I joined, I was told by a few people that they, they had been around for I think a number of years before I joined. So okay. there were already a lot of long-standing um, um, businesses that were part of that chapter. Now, um, I believe congratulations are in order because you've won the Sole Practitioner of the Year at the 2023 Australian Law Awards. So that must have been pretty recent. Very recent. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking, I think it was June-ish, June or July. Oh, right. Um, okay. This year, so it's very, very recent, um, and we're. Oh, I'm incredibly proud of that achievement because if you put it into perspective, across the whole country, over a thousand lawyers applied this year across the whole country, and then of that, they select about 360 odd um, lawyers in lo- various different disciplines to be finalists of that award, and then from that, around about 35 odd. Um, lawyers across the whole country win an award in their respective category. So it's a huge accomplishment that you don't really expect. But, yeah, I still pinch myself over it, to be honest. <laughs> so so how did that work? Did you have to go to a, a gala or something? Yeah, rewards? yeah it was yeah. like the Brownlows for lawyers. The Brownlows. So it, it, uh, it was in Sydney. We, it was at the Star in Sydney where Darling Harbour is. And, um yeah, it was a it was a full night, and um, yeah, it was a it was an amazing, incredible um, night and accomplishment. 
I, I dare say there would have been a few less Crown Lagers on the table as there would be at the Brownlow Awards. But uh, <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, um, talking, AFL football is the best and fairest awards for the league is the Brownlow because we do go to other states outside of the football states here as well. Anyway, but so um, – from what I, uh, from what I read, and from what you've told us in your submission form, the leverage that you've been able to uh, get through your BNI commitment had helped to achieve that award. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, well, I mean, since having BNI in my life and my business life, it's really helped transcend the business and grow the business. Um, when I started out, it was just me and just. Through B9, the relationships that I've built through it, I've really it's really assisted me in growing my business to a point where it's me. I've got a couple of team members, um, you know, for my Victorian matters, and then I've got someone starting up for Queensland matters. So we're now sort of assisting both Victoria and Queensland, and that's just wow. um, based on the relationships that I've built in um, in in B9, and um, and you know that's part of you know, the, the relationships that I've built over time is is one of the things that have assisted in us being able to achieve that award um, and the, the the growth that we've had in the business in the last two years that it's been in operation, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is, like I said, part of the recognition um, and, and why we, we got the award. So I have been I to thank very much. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. And um, has that come from having a strong uh, contact sphere or power team within your group that you're working with, or is just from the general group as such throwing their support behind you? Yeah, well, it's it's that. Um, it's through relationships I've, I've grown, not just in my immediate chapter, but across various chapters across uh, Victoria, um, where I've, I've really done as much as I can to um, maintain those relationships but also give back so I I try to give referrals as much as possible I follow that givers gain philosophy as closely as I can to ensure that I'm helping as many people in my direct referral network um, as much as I can and that just naturally results in reciprocation and and um, clients coming coming back so um, just through that um, support that I try and give, you know, that, that doesn't go unnoticed from my referral partners and, um, and in return it's assisted in growing the business. So how are you connecting through other members within Victoria through visiting other groups or through some of the, some of the um, online functions or conferences or events we do? I do a lot of the one-to-one. So initially, yes, I'll go to meetings <clears throat> across the state. Um, and then, you know, whoever I strike up a really good um, relationship with, I'll start, or a really good connection with rather, I'll start uh, doing the one-to-ones with them and, and and keep maintaining it. So within my network, I, I do strive to try and meet up with a lot of them, you know, each month. Oh, right. So it's one to ones. It's just always ongoing just to ensure that, you know, if if they may have changing needs in their business. And one of the key questions I ask them is, what can I do to help your business this month? What can I do? What can I do for you? Um, and sometimes that changes over time. And, and I generally 
try to help um, because I want to see them succeed as much as as I as I want to. Um, and they see that. And in response, you know, the work comes back, like I've said, and um, and it, it's meant that I've been able to form really close relationships. Yeah, a lot of people do it. Um, you know, uninitiated will do a one-to-one with a fellow member and think, oh, I've done that, tick, onto the next one, tick, onto the next one, and not really go back and revisit those things and ask those questions and ask, you know, what what's changed? What can I help you with? What challenges do you have? And, um, you know, even if you haven't caught up with someone for a few, you know, six months within your group, a lot of things change in that time. Yeah. And, you know, within BNI, it's very easy to connect with a lot of people because you've got at least, I think, 70-odd chapters across Victoria alone. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's very easy to just meet people all the time, particularly if you're active going to different chapters across your state, um, that it's easy to just see someone once and then not see them for a while. And that's obviously not enough to start forming a relationship to mm. to um um to to give each other work. Uh, um but I find what helps is you know if you just to avoid losing track of the amount of people that you might you may meet, just have a spreadsheet of who you connect with. And then just follow through your spreadsheet just to see, you know, who do I need to connect with this month? Keep track of that. So that you're 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 maintaining those relationships over time and you find you don't have to think as much and you can just you can just um yeah keep catching up and you know one of the things I always make a habit of is as soon as I've seen someone on a one-to-one I always say let's catch up next month what are your availabilities they're flexible I'll just send them a calendar invite for the next month on the same day straight after the meeting what I'm what I get what I'm getting from uh talking to you that you are a master networker if you're going to the point where you're actually keeping spreadsheets that is that is next next level networking mastery so you know what's uh, next level after that <laughs> use that spreadsheet and put it into your email marketing campaigns so that you're actually doing touch points over email as well and you're in their faces even more fantastic well this is a networking masterclass we're getting it wasn't <laughs> i wasn't expecting this and um you know connecting th- with other members from outside your chapter we have a lot of people who i see a lot of people who just bni starts and ends with their chapter and they don't want to, you know, they don't think about visiting other groups or going to regional events to meet other people. BNI starts and ends when, you know, with their own chapter and their own chapters, social events. But it's a great opportunity to connect to the wider network and possibly build more referral partners from other groups by, you know, not paying lip service to regional events, attending regional events, go to the regional awards, go to, you know, the regional golf days or uh, go to the speed networking events I was talking about earlier. You know, those sorts of things, um, you know, visiting other chapters as well, getting known out there. And these are the way you actually broaden your network and you're swimming in a big pool. And you said there were 70-odd chapters in Victoria alone. Uh, We have around 250 in Australia with 6,000 members now. So there's a huge range of uh, of possibilities coming Absolutely. from that as Not well. Every chapter might have your seat. So if you're taking over the conveyancing seat in one 
in, in your respective chapter or mortgage brokering sector, whatever the case might be, you go to a chapter that doesn't have someone, they're, they're bound to be people there that are needing you. And if they are really liking you and you like them, very easy to form a, a good working relationship. And because you're, you're first in, you might form those relationships and even if they get someone in their chapter, they might still give you work. So, oh, believe it or not, not everyone likes everyone in their chapter either. Oh, absolutely. And not everyone in, in their chapter they'd be comfortable in finding referral business for because they, for some reason or another, their actions are shown that, um, you know, they're, they're not all in, they're not cre- not credible for some reason, they haven't earned trust uh, for some reason through their actions. So people have referrals to give out. You may right. as well be getting that if they can't give them to the person in their chapter, but they've got to do it on the, got to do it on the quiet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to do it on the quiet. You got to, yeah, you, know, you got to respect the relationship too. So, uh, but they have there. But there's you can do it on the quiet. You can go. I mean, being like encourages you to form connections across lots of different um, chapters. Why should you limit yourself to your immediate yeah. group? Yeah, it's and I, I'd probably ask someone if they have someone who did what you did in the chapter. Ask them why. How come you're not dealing with the person in your chapter? And usually, I'll find out that. That person hasn't done something they're comfortable has done something they're uncomfortable with, or you know they don't turn up much, so they sense that that person's unreliable, or um, some of their actions or professionalism, they don't want to deal with them. Correct. Yeah. And just remember, whenever you're connecting with people, always ask the question, "What can I do to help you in your business?" That should hmm. be just a go-to phrase every time you connect with someone, whether it's a new connection, whether it's someone that you've known for years. Always ask that question. It's never about you. It's always about them. Yep, absolutely. Now, one of the ways you give back to the community is trying to educate them through your various channels um, about buying property. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? Yeah, well, I try to do as much as I can to educate people in our community about property, whether it's managing your risk when it comes to buying property um, or even just helping you to navigate the process. So there's a few different ways that I've done that and I've done a bit more PI in more recent times following our um, award as well. Um, You know, whether it's through podcasts. So we've got a, um, I've got a podcast that I host called The First Home Show and that's available on my website, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. All right, come on, give it a plug. You may as well give it a plug on this. But, you know, the reason why I have that podcast is to help first home buyers because they're the most vulnerable in, in the property market and they need to feel the most empowered. So I have that there for them or for anyone that's not used to being in the property market very often, they can get a lot of value from that podcast. You know, I've got a couple of guys in my chapter, um, you know, Mohit from Capital um, for uh, Capital for Castles and um, Amir Sehat from BT Property. He's a buying consultant. And, with them, we've got another podcast called Wealth um, from Walls that we spread out on our social media, which is really tailored, tailored to anyone that's buying a home or an investment just to help them do it properly um, and think about the legal and the commercial side of things to make sure that they, they protect themselves. So that's just two examples. We've got the property chats with um, David Petit from the Caroline Springs chap- um, chapter. He w- works at um, Yellow Brick Road in Caroline Springs, and we've got a uh, a similar podcast that we do together that we put on our socials. So podcast is one way. There's publications as well. So I've done some recent publications for the Australian um, 
uh, Law Management Journal and the Law Institute of Victoria just to put a bit more information about how I've grown my business in case anyone else out there in my industry is needing some further tips to do that themselves um, and also just some property um, tips to manage risk when you're in the market. Um, we've been fortunate I've done a bit of um, radio locally as well just to um, again, help educate our local community on um, uh, 98.9 Northwest um, FM. Uh, and, um, yeah, and I think uh, the other one was the um, new property show. So um, that's recently aired on Channel 31. But, again, it's um, just delving a bit more deeper into what people can do to help themselves when they're buying property and to do it properly and with the least amount of risk. Well, you're everywhere and now the icing on the cake, you're on B&I, the Australian Story podcast. So uh, you can add another one to there as well. Uh, one of the things uh, you so do know... places, I'm everywhere. <laughs> one of the things uh, you do donate um, some parts to uh, of what you do to charity and uh, Veronica and myself, both dog people, I'm surprised my dogs haven't interrupted us yet or you haven't heard them barking at something in the background hang on i've just heard one come down there no, I get the same problem. My <laughs> fiance, he's got a cavoodle and it barks like anything i love him to death but you know you're in a meeting and you hear this dog barking in the background it's very distracting but i completely understand so yeah now i think we're okay so far so um you don't donate some of your profits to lost dogs home yeah, so um, every year, I mean, I mean, year one, for example, we've donated to the Australian Animal Protection Society. So we sponsored a, a dog pen um, over there, and and um, we did that for about six months, I think it was. So we and, and we donated. So every year, I'm always committed to. We're only in year two now, but the commitment is every year going forward as well. We're, we're going to donate to lost dogs homes because animal welfare is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I love dogs and I think our little fur babies out there deserve to have a roof over their head as much as humans do. So I'm a very big advocate for that. And oh, um, love it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really good um, initiative to be part of, uh, to be able to make a difference to animal lives. Yeah. What would you say B&I has done for your business since you've started in your oh. business journey? Oh, it's done heaps. It's it's helped me, um, you know, not just with referrals, putting that to one side, but also just professional development for myself as well. It's really helped me to build up the skills that I need to network and to build relationships with people. It's taught me accountability, which we touched on earlier, Um you know, it's taught me to show up for myself and my business. Uh, it's taught me to be there for others. I mean, naturally, that's something I like to do anyway, but it's really honing in on that philosophy that Be Nye teaches you. Um, it's taught me more leadership because you've got lots of leadership roles um, within Be I that you can participate in. And it's, um, yeah, so it's really changed or helped the way that I approach business um, and help others. Uh, and, yeah, I'm very thankful to be nice for that. And a, and a lot of those things you probably wouldn't have expected at the start. No, you wouldn't. You're just going in saying, oh, let's give this a go and see if it's going to help my business, see what I can do. Um, you don't know what to expect. Um, but I think it's always important to trust the process because the process works, the, the, the philosophy works, and as you start to 
become part of BNI over time, you really start to understand how it all pieces together, how the structure pieces together to really help grow your business and, and, and the businesses of your um, referral partners. Yeah, well put. Um, well, we ask all our guests on BNI, the Australian Story podcast, what would be your tip for a member to achieve success in BNI? What would you say would be the most important thing to to actually focus on and make sure it's done right? I think it's um, getting your one-to-ones right in the sense that don't just focus on you and your business and what people can do to help you, but ask yourself, what can I do to help the person in front of me? Because as soon as you start opening yourself up to helping others in a really meaningful way, you will get a lot back and more, um, both in terms of work, but personally as well. It's um, you start to build much more profound relationships with people. Um, So that's probably um, the number one tip I'd give to to our listeners. Oh, and that is a great tip. You know, so go into a one-to-one thinking about, not thinking about yourself, thinking about how you can help the other person and it will come back to you. I love it. Excellent. We give all our guests an opportunity to do their weekly presentation. Uh, so being in B&I Tullamarine, how long is it usually? Uh, it's 60 seconds. 60 right? seconds. Okay. So we'll allow you to do your usual 60-second presentation today. So ladies and gentlemen, um, please welcome Melissa Barlas from Conveyed for her weekly presentation. Okay, so let's start. All right, so um, do you know any other conveyances in your network? If the answer is yet yes, I have something very special in store for them. Hello, my name's Melissa Barless from Conveyed. I'm the, the owner and director of Conveyed. We're a conveyancing law firm and I take the conveyancing seat in our chapter. So what's special for conveyances? Uh, on the 9th of November, I've got a workshop that's designed for conveyances on how to become an award-winning conveyancing business that they can register to. So details of that will come through in due course. We'll put that in our WhatsApp um, uh, chapter group to pass over to all of the conveyances in your network that can participate in that. They're going to get a lot of value um, in that workshop for them. And this week, I'd absolutely love to be connected with um, any conveyances that will be open to that workshop and also journalists that I can um, that can assist uh, with running any stories about our business or that I can run stories for them on property law. Thank you. My name is Melissa from Conveyed, where we do conveyancing beautifully. Well done. So, Melissa Barless, thank you very much for being on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. It's been great hearing your story. Some great tips on networking and how to actually leverage the opportunity within BNI. Thank you very much for being with us and congratulations on, on your award and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Brent. It's been a, a great discussion. 
All right. Um, great interview with Melissa. A few gems in there, which I wasn't really expecting, but uh, that is great. She is a, uh, a networking master by the sounds of it. So um, that'll be some great stuff to share with your B&I teams if you're listening as well. So usually around here, we have my tip for the week. Now, what I want to talk about today for my tip of the week is New chapters opening in your region. There's a lot of new chapter activity happening. And some members in nearby struggling chapters uh, think we are taking members away their chapter and, from their chapter and stopping their growth. The funny thing is nothing could be further from the truth. Um, so when, in fact, people starting new chapters are usually coming to us to start a new chapter because their categories are taken in other chapters in the area. They just can't get in. Or they've attended a chapter and they haven't felt comfortable with the with the culture in that chapter. So uh, that's why we actually start these new chapters. So we're not actually taking members away from you that would have joined you. And it has com the complete opposite effect in an area where when we start a new chapter, the membership activity rises in that area because there's more touch points to BNI. BNI gets more uh, well known, and new chapters actually rejuvenate the chapters around them as well because we're tapping into those uh, more networks and making BNI more well known. So members who can't fill ch uh, categories in those new chapters, if they have a great experience, they actually come back to the existing chapters in the area and flow onto those groups. So what I'd like to leave you with today for my tip, if your chapter uh, is not growing, what are you doing about it? Because it's really up to you and your group to grow your chapter. Not up to the region, not up to anyone else. There's a reason, reason why these new chapters start is because they either can't get into yours or they've had a bad experience. So uh, what are you doing about it? So that's the end of our podcast podcast number 123 of B&I, The Australian Story. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you're watching our video. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.